Moncrief on News Talk. It is time now for one of the most uh, wonderful times of the week when we turn over to Stuff That Changed the World. Stuff That Changed the World. The mobile phone. The internet changed the world. Penicillin, I would have thought. I would say sanitation. It changes everything. Yes, Simon Tierney joins me, as he always does this time on a Monday, to look at an invention that has impacted the world greatly. And this week, Simon, you're looking at the humble pencil. The pencil, Tom. Are you a, a user of pencils? Yes, there are pencils all over the house, dotted in every room. And um, yeah, I, I'd be a major fan. So, um, now, would you be a man that would use a wooden pencil or a mechanical pencil? Because I know you I used to, to be, be into the engineering, and they uh, engineers yeah. and architects love to carry a, a you know a nice mechanical pencil. Yeah, I think the mechanical pencil is up there with the moon landings for me. It's, it's the, you know, it's how, it's how good society can be if it tries. You know, it's just, I love it. And I think when you take out a mechanical pencil, you're kind of, you're making a statement. You know, it's, look at that. That's not an ordinary pencil. That's a fancy pencil. And I think, you know, it impresses people. So yes, I'm in the mechanical end of the pencil world. For me, one of the most extraordinary things about mechanical pencils is the replacements when you put them in. I mean, the sticks of graphite or black lead, they're so, so thin and and so brittle, but they are solid. And it's extraordinary that they're able to get something so magnificently um, thin into it. And I suppose that's the fascinating characteristic of pencils is this graphite um i'm sure you'll remember from school days people will say oh never lick a pencil because it's lead and lead is poisonous but of That's course right. there is no lead in pencils the reason we call it lead uh, instead of graphite which is its proper name is because when this magnificent mineral um, was discovered in the mid-16th century in Cumbria in England. Tom, it was discovered under a tree which had fallen and they saw this um, kind of silvery quality material look uh, inside the rocks, this kind of streaks of material and it reminded them of lead but a darker lead. So they called it black lead and this is the graphite that we use in pencils today. But what made it so brilliant was that it's so hard that it was easy to saw into these sticks, which you could then wrap or uh, you could wrap with string or with paper. And that's how the earliest pencils of the 16th century and early 17th century, that's the way they worked. They didn't have any wood encasing at all. Fantastic stuff. Um, I, as I was reading through your notes, a thing that really struck me was the, the history of the pencil is almost like a history of, of the tale of civilizations. Um, because when they discover the graphite, it, it's the English who kind of take it forward from that point. But uh, by starting there, we're, we're ruling out the Romans. And that's really where the whole thing starts, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the, the Romans made enormous innovations in terms of the stylus. Um, the stylus, of course, was a pointed piece of bronze, initially later lead because it was cheaper and more widely available. And this was inscribed in a wax tablet. Um, eventually, they discovered that lead stelae, um, to give it its plural form, um, also left a mark. 
um, because that's what lead does. And um, if you've ever held lead, you can you can see that it's the most magnificent uh, material. It's so bendy and flexible, totally different to graphite. Um, and uh, but of course the. Uh, when the black lead was discovered, it immediately took over because it left a much darker mark on parchment. Yeah. I love the fact that, you know, we talk about the, the, the rate of change in technology, how your 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 smartphone is out of date inside two years. Um, if if the, the, the style I, uh, that they were writing with schoolboys are writing with the lead one, they would have been writing with that in schools from the 5th century up to the 15th century. They would have, it was the, <laughs> it was the go-to bit of tech for 10 entire centuries. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's absolutely true. Yeah, it lasted for so, so long um, uh, without much change. But of course, that's typical of technology during the Dark Ages. They're called the Dark Ages for a reason because there wasn't a huge amount of evolution of these technologies. But when the pencil started to take off in the early 17th century, um, this new technology, the Brits gave it the name Pencillum, um, which is Latin for little tail. That's what pencil means, little tail, because in that period, a little tail was a very, very fine paintbrush that artists would use for detailing in a landscape. And they gave it that name. It, it was particularly useful um, because, of course, this was the time when people, if they're writing a formal letter or what have you, they would use a quill, which sucked up the ink through capillary action, but was very messy. Um, the pencil was, the graphite, it was completely dry. You didn't have to wait for it to dry before you ran your, your hand over the page. And the other thing is that they realised that if they made a mistake they could erase it and what did they use to erase tom breadcrumbs i'm just amazed by this breadcrumbs were the initial rubbers in life i remember being in primary school and um i I couldn't find a rubber because i'd made a mistake in my maths copybook and um the person who was sitting beside me said here, take a bit of my sandwich. <laughs> and he cut off a corner and I rubbed my maths um, uh, problem with the bit of bread and it worked. Oh man, I would love to have been that child showing you that. That is such a simpler great... Simpler times, you know, simpler times. Yeah, it, it, a cheat or something to show people, you know, that's, that's a fantastic thing to have done. So t- talk me more through the development to get closer to, to what we know. The, a lot of the development is in England, isn't it, at this point? Yeah, um, we're still in England at this point, Tom. The mid-17th century, we see the first time that woodworkers are encasing the sticks of graphite in wood. This was obviously the birth of the modern pencil. Uh, They were rectangular in shape with a little groove on one side and then uh, the graphite was inserted in the groove and then the two pieces of wood were glued together. Um, That was the beginning of a pencil which was really sturdy because it wasn't being wrapped in paper or in string anymore. The French take on the baton baton at this point, um, Tom... uh, the Napoleonic Wars, of course, the um, late 18th century revolutionary France at war with Britain and um, the graphite supplies were short in France as a result because all graphite at that time, or most graphite, was coming from English mines in Cumbria, as I said. 
The Minister of War asked an engineer by the name of Nicolas Jacques Conté, who anyone who's a pencil enthusiast will be familiar with that name. It's a very famous brand of pencil to this day. He was he had to come up with a solution to the dearth of pencils and he mixed the little amount of graphite that they did have with wet wet clay and then he baked it into a hard substance that could be put into um, a wooden casing for writing and this was really the beginning of different pencil grades he realised that if he changed the ratio of clay, water and graphite that he could get a much thicker, darker pencil inscription or a lighter one depending on what was needed. Now things really changed in when, when we have the mass manufacture of pencils. I mean it's extraordinary when you look at the numbers. You you might be persuaded to believe Tom that pencils aren't used as much nowadays as they used to but every year there are 14 billion pencils manufactured around the world. Most of those in China they handle 44% of the market Um, you know it you might imagine that the reason for that is because it's the workshop of the world. Not necessarily. It's also the biggest graphite mine in the world. Um, they, they have a huge amount of graphite in China. Germany, number two, and Brazil, number three. So China, Germany and Brazil are still the biggest producers of pencils. But the United States is where mass manufacturing of these things really started, Tom. And that was straight after the Civil War. A pencil manufacturer by the name of Joseph Dixon he patented a wood planing machine for for shaping pencils. And this machine was able to produce 132 pencils per minute. Now, that might not seem like a lot today if there's 14 billion being produced annually at, at present. But at that time, that was a huge start. And by 1870, over 20 million pencils were being produced in the United States each year. Wow, and he was employing 4,000 people to make pencils. So he became a very wealthy man, um, I presume. Indeed, indeed. And, uh, you know, we should say what sort of wood was being used. I was intrigued by this because, of course, the cedar is a very famous American tree. And the pencil industry back then, in the post-antebellum period, um, and Today, Tennessee, the state of Tennessee, is the the home of pencil making in America because that's where the eastern red cedar, which is a splinter-resistant wood, very important for pencils, Tom, so that you don't get a, a splinter in your hand Absolutely. as you're writing. Very good. Um, also, pencils were yellow for a very long time and still to this day are often uh, yellow. What was all that about? Yeah, so this goes back to what I was saying a moment ago, Tom, about the fact that China was and is the centre of graphite mining. And American manufacturers of pencils, they wanted to emulate the the Chinese because they were considered the best pencil makers in the world. And in Chinese culture, I understand, I'm given to believe that yellow is a colour of respect and of royalty. So Americans started painting their pencils yellow in order to kind of symbolise this Chinese authorship. Right, and let people know that's where it was from. Um, We've two little developments to talk about. One is the addition to the end of the pencil of a rubber, uh, which I presume was a a groundbreaking and brilliant uh, invention in its day. 
It was groundbreaking, but not brilliant enough for the patent office to actually issue a patent because they decided after a man had bought the patent for $100,000, which is about $2 million in today's money, that he was only just putting two separate inventions together. It wasn't a new invention in its own right. That's debatable, to be fair. What this man, this American stationer by the name of Hyman Lippmann, what he had done was he had put a rubber eraser on the top of a pencil for the first time, Tom. But how had he done it? Actually very different to the pencil rubbers that we have today. When you bought a pencil with his rubber on it, you had to pair or sharpen the end of the pencil, not just the end that you were writing with, but the part with the eraser, because he put the rubber inside the pencil, just like he did with the graphite. So you had to sharpen that, and then you got a sharpy, sharp little bit of rubber at the top, and yeah. that was your eraser. What a genius. And uh, the man who sold on the patent, he did well. Um, the other one then, of course, is the sharpener. Uh, because for a long time it was by whittling, which I have to say my dad, I don't think my dad ever used a sharpener with pencils. He was whittling <laughs> up, up until, you know, up until he was last able to whittle. Um, but when did the sharpener come in? Yeah, whittling is a real art. It's something that we've lost nowadays. But everyone had to whittle at one time if you were using a pencil. It wasn't until 1847, Tom, that the first conical-shaped device, which we still use today, the um, ubiquitous sharpener, or as um, a debate grew on Twitter a little earlier when I talked, when I when I was flagging that I was going to be talking to you about this, a lot of people around the country call this a pairer. Um, however, where I come from in Tipperary, this is the topper. Or I understand in County Kerry, it's called a pointer. Yeah, I'm absolutely amazed. I've never heard it called anything other than a pairer, pencil pairer. That's because you're a dub. That's because you're a dub. Yeah. Dubs will always go, they will always say pairer. But down the country, there was some people contacting me on Twitter from Waterford. They say topper and North Tipperary. It was topper all the way. But down in the southwest, I understand there are some people, of course, a lot of people say pairer, but there are some people in County Kerry that say pointer. My word. Um, I have a pencil joke to leave you with before you go. Great. You ready for it? To be or not to be. That is the pencil. Ah, uh, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> 2B, yes, 4B, indeed. 6B. I love it. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. Great stuff. Simon, thank you very much for that, um, as always. Moncrief on News Talk.